encanta. Ay, 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 Hola, ay, amor. Hola, cariño. Hello, and welcome to Uy, qué horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I am Johnny. I'm Eileen. Hi, Eileen. Hello, Johnny. <laughs> it's, it's great to see you. <laughs> All right. In this amazing podcast, we watch a Latinx horror movie every week. We discuss it. We giggle. We cringe in fear. It's an amazing time. It's always so much fun. And I'm thrilled to be here with you. And I with you. <laughs> so today, we return to Mexico, which was seen before with El Santo. Y, y ¿Qué más? Did we do another Mexico? I think we've only done El Santo okay. as the Mexico. Great. So we're returning to Mexico with this incredible film called Vuelven from 2017. It's a Mexican film directed by Isa Lopez. The English translation, which is not a translation <laughs> whatsoever... It's crazy. This, this alternate title in English is, I I mean, I don't hate it. I think no. it's great. But also, like, it has, what? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I guess because they say it so many times in the movie, but it is, they're like, okay, sure, we'll take this. Yeah. In English, it is called Tigers Are Not Afraid. I would love for you to give us just a, a little synopsis, if you would. Of course. Okay. A dark fairy tale about a gang of five children trying to survive the horrific violence of the cartels and the ghosts created every day by the drug war. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about this movie with you. So I would I could, love okay, to... First, first of all, the first thing I thought of when I saw that it's called Vuelving, mm -hmm. the first thing that came to my head was do you remember when Ricky Martin released <laughs> that song wow vuelve que sin ti mi vida si me va vuelve well that song is a classic and i love that song that was a hit when we were in middle in school Nicaragua. high school yeah somewhere in around Nicaragua. there um, I didn't think of that song, though, as much as I love it. I'm shocked that it didn't come to come that I didn't think of it. What it made me think about was Volver, the Penelope oh, Cruz movie, yeah, 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 which yeah, yeah. is a Spanish movie. So and not a horror movie. So we're not going to talk about it. But I love Volver. Love Volver. Oh love, God. love, love Volver. Listen, <laughs> if you guys are here to find out films that are not horror, go see Volver. It you... is awesome. Oh, it's so good. Penelope Cruz. It's about a crime mm -hmm. in it a does small have, town. It definitely does have. Why are we talking about this movie? But it definitely <laughs> does have dark. There is some like scary, stuff spooky in elements it. in there, and yeah. it also kind of relates to our podcast a little bit from that famous line. Uy, 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 uy. <laughs> oh man oh god i yeah. gotta watch that movie again it's so good but first before but first. we before that happens eileen i would love to lead you into this world in vuelven you ready Please do i'm All ready right. so here we go so the first thing we don't see anything it's just a dark screen and we hear classroom chatter there's little kids there's a teacher talking being like hey shut it over there and 
We see these words. It's in Spanish, but I will translate. In the last 10 years, the violence in Mexico has left 160,000 people dead and over 53,000 missing people. Entire zones of some cities have been deserted, and there are no numbers for the amount of children left behind by the dead and missing. Yikes. Yeah, it's, I mean, right off the bat, you're just like put into, I mean, I, I thought about Juarez and all the, mm -hmm. the women that have gone missing and are just come up fucking murdered and Ugh. like, it's terrible. Horrifying. And like, of course, the drug world is awful, but like this movie, it gets real into the crevices of that mm -hmm. dark, dark world. And specifically talking about how it affects, you know, little the babies, children. little children. Yeah. So heartbreaking. Yeah. So we continue to hear the teacher talking and she says, uh, we're going to talk about fairy tales today. Cuentos. And she says, "I uh, give me some familiar characters you might read about in a fairy tale. And the kids say... Alas. Eh, alas. Eh, fairies. Tres, eh, yeah, fairies. <laughs> princes, which I... Sure, princes. I would mostly think princesses but sure she said yeah. a kid says tres deseos which means three wishes uh a kid says ghosts witches tigers okay which i was i was like i don't <laughs> i couldn't place a tiger in a fairy tale if you asked me to me either so the teacher explains all right you have all these elements of cuentos cuentos de hadas so Tell your you own write, story. Son. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, we get our first shot of the classroom, and it focuses on this little girl who, not she's not even that little. I'd say she's like, uh, I don't know. She's 11. She's supposed to be 11. Thank you very yeah. much, Eileen. So she's 11. <laughs> and we hear her voiceover, and she says, once upon a time, there was a prince who wanted to become a tiger. And at this point, we cut to someone, we don't see who, spray painting something on the wall. And we hear tiger roars. The little girl's voiceover continues saying, tigers never forget. They're hunters. They can see in the dark. They have fangs to break bones. Tigers are not afraid. And so we finally see the revealed finished graffiti. And it is of a very cute little tiger. Loved that artwork. The artwork throughout this movie, it's prevalent all the way throughout. They use the spray paint image of Tiger all over the place, but also just in general, the type of caricatures that you see help tell this story in a very, it's very, very sweet. I thought it was adorable the way that we see it everywhere and it, we'll see it later on yeah. too when it it's comes back. sweet and heartbreaking and just gives yeah. it just kind of pushes the story along in a very gentle way. We finally see this little graffiti artist and it's just a little boy. We don't know his name yet, but I'm going to tell you we will later find out his name is Shine, pronounced Shine? Shine. 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 They kind of they say like Shine, Shine. Uh, adorable. So this, I love Shine. Oh my gosh. I just my heart explodes. Yeah. <laughs> for this for, for this sure. kid. So we see Shine, he's playing with a this is called a Zippo lighter. That would be called a Zippo? Yes, the right? ones that like flick open when yeah. you're like a cool cowboy yeah. and you're like I'm smoking Marlboros Yeah, and, like, and I, I don't it. use I don't use a Bic. I use a Zippo, and it's cool, yeah. and it's metal, and it... I remember... These make me think of Bolivia hardcore. Like I used to have one. Really? 
Yeah, back in the day when I used to smoke cigarettes and shit, I fucking bought a Zippo lighter. I'm pretty sure I bought it in Brazil Mm -hmm. when I went to go visit my dad once on vacation. And I was like, I'm going to fucking, I'm such a badass. I'm going to fucking buy a Zippo lighter. And it had like a design on it, but I forget what it was. Oh, I wish you remembered. But then it ran out of gas, and I was like, I don't want to keep filling this up with gas, so I forgot about it. It's lost in the universe now, wherever it is. I do remember, I guess, I think in Latin America especially, who knows, maybe all over the place, but they were, I thought they were so fucking cool. That's you, why I got it. Right. I was like, it looks so cool. It's so cool. And I remember there were moments where I would be like, I want to buy one of those. I'm going to pick a specific design that's super Johnny. Like, it's going to be just mine. I never, ever got one. Anyway, so... We see Shine, he's, you know, lighting his Zippo, just kind of chilling in some dark alley. And we see two men leaving what I assume is a nightclub. I think so. Like a bar or like yeah. a, something there's, like that. There's fun music playing from inside. They seem to, to be kind of uh, pissy with each other because they're fucking wasted. One of the and guys... Like shoving each other right. and mm-hmm. like, no mames, way. Oh yeah. my God. Oh. I'm going to tell you. That the Mexican slang that's littered throughout this film brought me so much joy. 100% I agreed. love hearing like, no manches, hey, cabrón, chingado, no chingues. <laughs> I was just like, I love it so much. Me too. So, so fucking good. Because I, I remember I also used to live in Mexico for a very brief amount. Mexico is such an incredible country. And just to hear Absolutely. it filled my heart. So, yeah. so wonderful. All right. So. Shine is watching these two drunk guys walking down this alley, leaving this bar. And we find out that one of the guys, his name is Kako. And he's like, get away from me, dude. So Kako walks off on his own. He's wasted. He passes Shine. He doesn't see Shine. And he starts to, he pulls his pants down and starts to drunkenly pee against the wall. Okay. He pulls his pants all the way fucking down. Ankles. What is the deal? We're talking ankles. Like this dude. Why? I guess just because he's wasted, you know, he just I doesn't guess, realize. Like, I've I've heard about like people going to urinals and then like a rando will come in and will pull their pants all the way fucking down to go to the urinal. And no. As, so I as a you know, a man who has been in the urinals it is you know you're very right where when you walk into a bathroom usually you know you just kind of on you know you you unbuckle your pants you make it happen but there have been times when i've walked into a public bathroom and uh not even gay bars not even gay bars but you know where it might happen fully on purpose you know for specific reasons but in just like you know the fucking roadside bathroom. You're on a road trip. Some random ass weird guys just drop them to their ankles or at least like expose the ass. It's very strange. So Kako is one of these guys who just to the ankles. Here are to my the pants. Ankles. And then Shine pops over to him, sees that he's dropped his phone mm-hmm. and he picks up that phone and looks up and right there on the belt buckle or whatever there's a fucking gun and so my dude grabs that gun too and fucking points it right at the guy's head this whole part was so cool because in the back the music from the bar kind of gets muffled but then gets louder and louder the music here was used so so well but 
we see that Shine ends up not shooting him. And when I saw that, you know what it made me think of? It made me think of City of God. Ooh, yes. This movie has, yes, City of God vibes. Like full. little kids running in like a, a poor area where they're like homeless and just running around and being like Lord of the Flies situation, just caring for themselves and like little kids with guns is Oof. it's so unsettling and that moment him pointing the gun up, up at to his head i was like this is reminding me of dajinu in a city of god who was just insane at like what nine years old shooting motherfuckers china ends up not shooting kako kako drunkenly walks away and at this point Shine starts to cry. He slumps down against a wall, and that's where we hear the voiceover continues, and it says, the prince couldn't become a tiger because he forgot how to be a prince. We forget that we are princes, warriors, tigers, when things from the outside come to get us. And at that point, that's when we see that graffiti shot of the tiger crying. And then we cut back to the girl. Uh, so we're back in the classroom, because she's been doing the voiceover, and, you know, she's just writing her fairy tale, and you hear all these shots. Boom, boom, boom. All these shots And everybody out. drops to the ground. Oh, it's and these are just, like, little kids. Babies. And everybody's scared. They're freaking out on the floor. When Estrella, our little girl, that's her name, Estrella, she hits the floor. It's very strange, but a little bug kind of crawls yeah. right in front of her. And she looks at this bug. And her teacher crawls up to her and she holds her out. She gives her three pieces of chalk. Yeah. And she says to her, Estrella, three wishes, just like in the stories. We then see a poster being put up onto the school gate and it says classes are suspended until further notice. So poor little Estrella is walking home after this horrible shooting and she sees these three hideous things. First of all, she sees kids playing limbo with caution tape. Limbo with police tape is so dark. Oof. Like they're literally eat one little kid on the other side and a little kid like dancing underneath it. And then she passes these little kids and turns the corner and then there's just a fucking dead body with a rug, not a oh. not a tarp, not a, a a sheet, not a rug. Like literally somebody's mm -hmm. Persian rug that they took from the an apartment over this barely covered dead body whose blood is coming out of out of its head. Yeah. And the cop that's taking care of this body has is literally leaning up against a wall, drinking a drink out of a plastic bag, which I was like, okay. Classic. I love I love a drink out of a plastic bag. If you haven't gone to Latin America, be prepared to drink a beverage out of a plastic fucking bag, dude. Dude, I remember getting Coca-Colas and just having them in the bag and just like a straw sticking out of the bag and just like it's so good. Uh oh. wow, super wasteful, but so good. damn, that was so delicious. So as she walks away from this dead body, a trail of blood from, from this that dead, dead person from his head starts to follow her and then boom we get our title card vuelven we should make a note that as she's walking down the street on the walls besides like graffiti and all this other stuff we see a bunch of posters mm. of a guy that's like a city councilman or like some sort of like politician and he's like smiling on the poster and it says his name is Servando Esparza and his posters are everywhere so clearly he's running for something like 
And so she goes home as, mm-hmm. like, passing by all these posters, and she's, like, looking for her mom and stuff. Me like, Mama, Mama, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm home. And that bloodline has followed her home. Yes. So this is where, like, we walk into the house, and the TV is on. It's fully on. Like, the mom should be there, but she's not home. Not. We hear the, t- the TV playing a political ad for Servando Esparza, saying he's going to bring, bring back peace and order. He's one of us. This trail of blood keeps following into the house, and it even, like, spreads. But it's just a thin trail that kind of goes on the walls and everything. Estrella keeps walking through the house. She's telling her mom classes are canceled, but her mom is nowhere to be found. So she sees the TV, and that's when we see the actual political ad for Servando Esparza, and that trickle of blood, like, goes right onto his face, which I was like, I didn't see this. Was I looking elsewhere when this happened? Jeez, okay. (laughs) Well, I I just... Because I saw it go, like, through the rooms and stuff, and Mm -hmm. then it went, like, up the walls, and it divided this... There was a picture on the wall of Estrella and her mom, and it divided... It went Mm. through them, and then it went onto a hanging dress that was drying, it looks like, and then it goes right to the middle, like the where the heart would be, and that's when like it spreads out, and it looks like as if somebody shot. If there was a body in that dress, that's where. Well, I was gonna ask you about this because that, like the design, I thought it looked like a bug because it shows up later. I thought it was just like it's just blood. Maybe it's a Rorschach. What is it? Rorschach? Rorschach? T- Rorschach? Test? Rorschach? Rorschach? Test? Rorschach? I think, a Rorschach test. I'm pretty sure there was an image in there because, you know, she had seen the bug before. But to be honest, I could not quite tell. That's why I was like, what did you see in this thing? Yo no vi nada. I saw blood. <laughs> That's all I saw. All right. So it's at this point where we are finally, we cut to a scene of our boys, our yeah. gang of boys. So this is... Shine, who is the leader of the group, you know, our graffiti artist. There's Pop, (laughs) who I would say is probably the oldest. He's like the biggest, looks like the oldest of the group. Yes, he's Mm -hmm. definitely like, he's the tallest of all of them, at least. And he's definitely like, he's got a nice head of hair. And he's kind of like funny and sweet. Oh, they're all so sweet and adorable. All so sweet. So we see, so Shine, Pop, Tuxi is the next Tuxi. one. And Tuxi is like, he's very like, he's got like a little scratchy voice. He's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> and my favorite is Mine too. Morro. Just this, the cutest. He's maybe like, he looks like he's like five or six. He's just a little guy. He's so cute. And he always carries around his little stuffed tiger. So sweet. And he doesn't speak, which we find later on that he just points and gestures, but there's no, nary a word comes out of his mouth. Yeah. But these boys are so close that they know exactly what he, what he needs and what he wants. It's, 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 it's a little family. So we're in their kind of like outside rooftop makeshift fort sleeping area, basically. Listen, if I had seen this movie as a kid, I would have been like, I want that. 
any time in movies where little kids are like living on their own, any way where they're like, look at our makeshift home and Morro is like sleeping in a television set, but there's like hanging Christmas lights inside of it. And I was like, I would love to fucking sleep in there. It's an absolute disaster, but they've made it their own little space. And I was like, I would have done anything to be in a place where that was where I would hang out and stuff. Hell yeah. It's a kid's dream fort. Yeah. Full of toys, messy, nobody's telling you to keep it clean. It's a dream. It's in this scene too, though, where you kind of get, unfortunately, so Tuxi and Pop are playing and they're, they're straight up like, you want me to kill you? They're being... They're just playing, but they're basically, you know, copying the gangs that they've been seeing for their entire lives. It's very sad. We see that Shine is looking at the cell phone that he stole and the gun, and the gun has a snake on it and the numbers 666. (laughs) So he tries 666 plus 6 as the password for the phone, And, you know, we assume that this works. We see little Morro with his little stuffed tiger. He's shoved into an empty TV. He gets Shine's attention and is like, he points his little tiger and he wants the tiger story. And Shine is like, I'm not going to tell you that fucking story again because you're going to have nightmares. You're not going to sleep. But Morro is adorable. So, So of course. So cute. He's going to tell him this story. Oh, I'm so sorry. He says, no manches, güey. When- <laughs> nice boy. <laughs> no manches. So oh. cute. And then when he finally decides to tell the story, I think Pop or somebody hands him the flashlight because he said it'll be super chingon if he holds yeah. the flashlight. It's just under so his, Mexican. Under his chin. And he tells the story of a rich man who had a lot of wild animals but one day, Kako and the Huascas came and killed this rich man and all of his animals. But when they got to the tiger cage that this rich man owned, they discovered that the tiger had broken Escaped. out. And we actually get this really cool graffiti shot where, like, the graffiti's moving. It shows the tiger, like, break out of the cage. And yeah. it it runs off. It attacks a group of people and, like, kills these graffiti people. And it's legit, like, great animation done so cool. with, like, the wall and, and the graffiti. It's very, it's all, like, the black mm-hmm. outline, and it's yeah. very simple drawing, but it's very well done. Oh, it's beautiful. And Shine tells the, continues with the story. He's like, the tiger's angry, he's hungry, he eats dogs, he eats cats, and he eats kids with no parents. So this is just, you know, like a little, again, cuento de hadas that he's telling yeah. Morro, but it's just, I guess, the movie's way of being like, this is what these children are going through. So we cut to the next morning, and it's at this point that we hear Estrella leaving a voicemail for her mom, because her mom has still not come home. She's like, Mom, I'm hungry. Mom, oh, that broke my heart. Oh my God, me too. It's so fucking sad. She's it's all so by sad. herself. She doesn't know where, like, the terror you would feel. Dude, Cita. Estrella goes to sit outside. She sees Shine walking by. And you can tell that he's been like, just like <laughs> stealing shit. Stealing shit. Yeah, but, he's yeah. got a bunch of fucking <laughs> I think he's got like a plant. Eyes. He's got a backpack. He's <laughs> yeah. got a full, my guy went 
into town. He was like, okay, and scoop, scoobity scoop. This is their first interaction. They don't do anything, yeah. but they see each other. So then we cut to it's nighttime, and we get this flashback of Estrella with her mom. And she asks her mom if she's a princess, and the mom says, yo no. Soy, yo soy princesa? Uh-huh. No. Eres guerrera. You're a warrior. I, I love that. I love that. It's so good. So much. So she says, no, you're a warrior. Estrella's like, so what happens next? The mom is basically being like, you need to go to bed. And she's like, the spell broke and the prince became a prince again. And Estrella notices that the mom is, you know, wearing this beautiful bird bracelet. And she says, when can, when are you going to give me your bird bracelet? <laughs> and so the mom responds, when you're bigger and I'm not around anymore, which is heartbreaking which is as well. so sad. Oof. Especially so, because we're like, she's not around anymore. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we assume the worst. So we cut back from this flashback. We see Estrella just kind of standing by the window. And this is where she pulls up her chalk. And she makes her the first, first wish. wish. <laughs> she wishes for her mom to come back. And immediately there's like a weird slam off in the distance. And then just like a creepy breeze coming yeah, through it's immediate and she is back yeah like that wish worked and not worked. not not in the way you wanted honey so we estrella falls asleep she wakes up because she hears like this ghostly whisper saying estrella estoy aquí or aquí estoy and she's kind of she like sits up on the couch and this horrible dead hand <laughs> reaches over her shoulder and it looks gross and gross bloody. and rotting Ugh, hideous and we see that she has the bird bla- bird bracelet on her wrist yeah the bracelet kind of comes alive Flies away all those like birds, the birds yeah disperse they, they fly off and just all we get is estrella shrieking and we cut to the next morning and she's fully outside the house like sitting she's against like, nope the- <laughs> no 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 can you imagine Imaginate. As of now, this has been, what, 48 hours that she hasn't been with her mom and hasn't heard from her. And you're 11 and you're, I'm assuming it's just your mom. So you're alone Mm -hmm. and no mom. And then a fucking dead hand pops out. And I'd be like, no, what am I going to do? I would have done. Well, it's exactly what she did is what any child would have done to run away but also to stay as close to your home as possible because she's just she's just outside leaning against the fence it's so sad (laughs) again just my heart is breaking into all these pieces so she's sitting outside the next morning terrified you know shaking with fright and she hears a noise from inside so she runs in and that's when she fought she finds shiny and he's wearing a little robbing in a tiger mask, robbing her. And she's like, um, "What the fuck are you doing, bitch? Don't you fucking take my shit?" She's like, "That's my mom's." Yeah. And so they're fighting, and he's straight up like, "Your mom was taken by the Wascas. She doesn't need it anymore." And it's like, "Excuse me, how? Wow. Okay. What? Quite an ex- assumption, Shiny. But yeah, you're probably right. But so he's right. he." runs off and steals all this shit and again we hear the ghostly whispering in the back so then of course so estrella runs off in fear as well so at this point we get kind of random shots of like missing people posters and also did you notice those black ribbons above the doorways all these shots is like so the missing people the ribbons there's 
literally footage of her sitting on her stairs with her feet dangling and she sees her neighbors literally moving away because oh this gang, Los yeah. Huascas, are destroying the neighborhood. And so now she's literally all alone. It's, just, it's I think it's supposed to show you like she is alone yeah. now. And this this town is becoming a ghost town. Yeah. So, all right. So, oh, these black ribbons, apparently that means in Mexican culture that somebody died in that house. I had no idea, but that's, that's that what that means. That makes sense. That's right. kind of like when you wear a ribbon, a right. black ribbon around your arm is mm-hmm. de luto when you're mourning. So Estrella happens to find that tiger mask. So she goes looking for the boys and we see that cute graffiti of all the boys standing together. And it says under Shine El Jefe. And I actually didn't notice he has got like graffiti on his uh, face in the painting on the wall because I didn't notice the scar. Yeah, he's got a little scar on his face that isn't super. Mm. Oh, again, it's not noticeable. That's probably why you didn't notice. But it's like it's not a scar like a cut. It's more it looks more like um almost like a birthmark. Yeah, so subtle. I didn't even really notice until later once yeah. they mentioned it. I was like, oh. Yeah, okay, got it. Yeah. So we find the boys, they're watching some violent-ass movie and eating ramen, which... Eating cup of noodles. Cup of noodles, yes, cup of noodles, which uh, are delicious. The best, (laughs) but they're just, like, shoveling cup of noodles in in their face. Uh, Tuxi. Tuxi, Tuxi. Tuxi, Tuxi. Tuxi is taking out the peas, and he's like... I don't want to eat the peas. And, and um, Shaina is like, comete los chicharros. Like, eat your peas. First of all, I didn't know that that's what chicharros were peas. Yo tampoco. But he's like, comete tus verduras. He literally <laughs> says, eat your vegetables. Because... I thought that was so cute. Because he's basically the mom and dad in one. Yeah. He's the parental oh, figure. So, so cute. These lines in this movie. First of all, Shine being like, eat your verduras, eat your, what are they called? Chicharros? Chicharros. What do you call them? <laughs> Peas. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. I know it in Portuguese. In Portuguese is Evilia. Okay, yeah, no, it's not coming back to me in Spanish. But chicharros, I don't I've think I knew that I've never called one. them chicharros. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Growing up in Nicaragua, we never had, like, peas. There isn't that a lot sure. in Nicaragua. In Brazil, my dad didn't really like canned peas, so mm-hmm. we never had it in our house. But I know that we called them evillas. Yeah, well, I loved learning that in Mexico, chicharros, chicharros which makes me think of chicharrones, which... Me too! <laughs> just makes me hungry. <laughs> Absolutely. So Estrella finds them. She shows up and Shine says, La traigo pegada en las nalgas. <laughs> I bring her stuck on my ass. Oh, man. Great line. Yeah, so, <laughs> so good. And pobrecita Estrella is like, I'm hungry. And these boys are such dicks to her dicks. they tell her they're we don't like, care you. <laughs> yeah they they tell her we don't care the tiger's gonna get you tuxi says girls are bad luck so mm-hmm. they're being very unwelcoming to poor yes. estrella who has absolutely Rude. nowhere to go but she sticks around we cut to nighttime that night and this <laughs> my god my heart <laughs> just sweet little morro comes up to her and gives her one single it looks like an animal cracker yeah he just a single teeny tiny animal cracker and he gives it to her and she says gracias and he goes 
Mm-hmm. And then you hear fucking China be like, Betty, but I got none. Why are you giving her a leave her alone? I told you. Yeah. You know, there's mom and dad in the corner just screaming. So little Morro comes up with, I'm pretty sure he gives her a blanket. And it looked like a tiger cracker, like a tiger animal cracker. Sure. But, but then we cut to this next horrifying scene, which Estrella is still... Star- when, when she eats that animal cracker, it's, she is ravenous. Yeah, she's like, gobbles it down. So we cut to a little bit later. It's later in the nighttime. I'm assuming all these boys are asleep. So she's scavenging for food on this rooftop. This poor little baby is starving. So she finds an empty bag of something near this kind of hole in the wall. She reaches down for the bag and these two horrible... dead hands reach out and grab her this was really unexpected me too i I was like this was a jump and so the hands reach out grab her and she screams shine wakes up wakes up and again this mexican line que pedo (laughs) (laughs) which to me means what fart (laughs) what a fart what a fart uh, but que pedo, I mean, I, I guess means like, what's up? What's the deal, bro? Right, que what's pedo. going on? So he goes, que pedo, las huascas, meaning what's going on? Are the huascas here? here? I, she's freaking out. So he's like, don't fucking wake me up again, you asshole. We cut to the next morning. Estrella is abruptly awoken by the boys because here come the huascas. They run off. And this was one of the first moments where you see like a little shift in Shine because Estrella is scared to jump from one roof to the other because it's scary, you know? Yeah. And little Shine comes back and says her, like he looks at her and he says, you can do it. Come on. Yeah. So she does it. He grabs her. Adorable. We, they're running off and then Kako and another Huasca runs in and Kako's like, Where's my gun? That's my that's you my gun. That's my, my phone. phone. <laughs> and Shine straight up shoots at him. Bam. He's like, <laughs> fuck you. He pulls that gun out and he's like, I know you have my gun. I know you have my phone. Pow. Shine is fearless. Shine is tough. This little this little boy is fearless. So you don't uh, give a fuck. Oh, I, I'm gonna shoot your ass. So he runs yeah. off with Estrella. We get a quick shot of the little tiger on the floor, which not good. The little stuffed no tiger, good. and also this horrifying graffiti shot of Kako and a bunch of other gang members. It says Kako, Chino, Tio. I don't remember who else. Whatever. But they're yeah. l- they're tearing apart a child in this graffiti. It's very Awful. scary. So when all the kids get together, we discover that Kako took Morro. He took that sweet little baby. I wrote, not Morro. I mean, take anybody else. Not take, him. I mean, no, that's an I'm I'm an asshole. But <laughs> not not Morro. So not Morro. Pop and and Tuxi. 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 Papa and Tuxi are telling Estrella, they're like, they're narcosatanicos, they're drug addicts, but they're gonna they're gonna use our body, use Morro to do a, a black mass. And they're and <laughs> Tuxi's like, it's I thought it was a red mass. He's like, it doesn't matter what color it is. Did it's you fucking <laughs> They're arguing and Shine is like, You are fucking idiots. Would you shut <laughs> up? It's very cute how especially Pop and and uh, Tuxi, Tuxi. kind of just go back and forth, but they seem to be like the closest right there. Yeah. So they're Okay, as much as they are like kind of allowing her to come along with them right now, Shine continues to be such an asshole because he said they found out 
that there's a girl with us. So you know what? It's your fault that they took Morro. Yeah. So she says, I know how to make them disappear. And at this point, Shaina hands her the gun and says, you go kill him. You can officially become one of us. You can stay with us. So they go on over to fucking Gakko's house and they're standing outside holding the gate bars or whatever. And they're like, okay, well, go in there. You fucking kill him. Go in there and half, kill his ass. Half fun. And poor Estrella is like, I'm, I don't want to do this. And Shaina says, well, he killed your mom. To which Estrella says, he killed your mom too. And you're a man. You should do it. So... Duxi says, you know what? She's right, Shine. And in the, okay, again, I hate to bring it back the subtitles, but their translation for Duxi saying she's right was true dat, Shine. Yeah, there were a few true dats in there. And I think it was like whoever did the subtitles, I think they were trying to convey that this these are young probably like not very educated little kids that have been living on the street because they're how can they say like culero and like sure. no chingues y toda esa mierda. so they're like okay we'll put it in other places like true dat that d-a-t <laughs> the true d-a-t that one was a stretch for me uh yeah not that i this, agree <laughs> not that this matters at all in this film so shine convinces she he basically says to her if you don't kill kako he's gonna kill us all so she is determined she jumps that fence and she goes into the house yes. and again we get this kind of news voiceover i love this happened also in la llorona yeah where we get a lot of information, information from right, the about, tv i love that because it's so subtle and but also gives you everything you want it also makes you make sure you're paying attention too you know yes this is where the, the TV says, Serlando Esparza is this guy. They say that he's connected to all those, these organized crimes and all these gangs. Everyone knows him as El Chino. And that's where I was like, oh, so this guy is El fucking Chino. Entonces, the shot, you see her walking up towards the TV. And in front of the TV, there's like a big like lazy boy where she sees that Kako is sitting there, but he's facing the TV. So she's approaching from behind and she's holding the gun and she's trying to psych herself up to fucking kill this guy. She's so freaked out and she's like, you know what? I know what I'll do. I'll use one of my wishes. Mm -hmm. So she grabs her another little piece of her chalk. I wish that I didn't have to kill Kako. The camera turns and we see that Kako is already dead. He's been mm -hmm. shot in the head. Which, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, she didn't she, actually... She did it. She, she did it. She just didn't actually have to perform it. The wish made it happen. But that's not quite how this goes no the tv like starts to it turn gets distorted and go crazy. the gun it comes alive the snake on the handle comes alive and goes up her shirt she drops the gun the gun goes off and the snake slithers away and the boys outside hear the gun go off and mm -hmm. they're like she fucking did it she killed the guy and then she yeah. runs out but we see that he's already a fucking dead guy. So I'm sure like, she did see, she saw him that he was dead. She does see it because she she's walking through the house and she goes into another room and she finds Morro and these two other little kids in cages. Mm -hmm. Hello. Hello. America. 
and Moro is like pointing to the lock and being because he doesn't speak. So when they finally they come outside to see the boys and the boys are like Moro and they're so happy to see him. It's so sweet. They they're cover like him hugging in kisses. and crying. It's so adorable. So but this also means that we now have these two extra boys in this gang. So yeah. she hands the gun to Shine. And he's like upset. Yeah. He walks off. It's very strange because she came through. For me, I was like, oh, she proved herself. He de- he thought she wasn't going to be able to do it, even though she didn't do it. But he, he doesn't know that. He doesn't know that. And he walks away and he's like, does this undermine my authority maybe? So we head back to our magical, amazing rooftop fort area. And yeah. <laughs> Tuxi is telling Estrella's story and making it up and you know he's just kind of like oh she snuck up on Kako and shot him and he says ya no comerás más pizza did you hear that pizza yes i did <laughs> that made me think uh, of nicaragua me too <laughs> pizza con una pexi en la piscina ya no comerás pizza Qué lindo. So, yeah, these kids are celebrating Estrella, but she's kind of sitting off with Shine, and she tells him that she made it happen by making a wish. So, basically, she tells him the truth. That's how yeah. she did it. Shine puts on some music for the boys. It's super fun. At this point, we get a phone call on Kako's phone. From... And it says, Theo. Mm-hmm. Shine is like, nope, hang up, hang up, hang up, hang up, hang up. And yeah. he gives us a little bit of backstory about all the characters. He says that Tuxi's grandma was shot at a funeral. Yeah, terrible. Hor- horrifying. Bops's brother, I think, I miss. I might have misinterpreted this, but I think he was taken by the Huascas. They never say for what, but they're like, they took him. And mm-hmm. Morro doesn't speak because he saw something bad, probably, is what... He says so they're dancing but again we get this scene where you know shine is basically saying oh all my poor boys you know we're all suffering and it's all because of kako and his asshole brothers and the wascas and, and the wascas and estrella starts to say well kako's not a problem anymore before she can even finish it he storms off again yeah so he's he's dealing with some sort of Fragile masculinity. Yeah. And then she gets up and goes to dance with the boys. It's so cute. They're just like beeping and a bopping. It's adorable. It's it's such a good way of showing how kids like can go from something so sad. But as soon as there's something fun, it's like, oh, I want to do this. All right. So we cut to later that night. Estrella wakes up and she's coughing what I think are bugs. I thought it was the birds of the bracelet. See, I looked, that's that's the thing that I was unsure of because you see the bug at the beginning, you see the, the birds on the bracelet. It's so dark when she coughs them up, I couldn't quite tell. You know what? Let's just establish. I think it was the birds of birds. the bracelets because the birds come in again and again later on. Yes, I'm def- I'm pretty do. sure it's the birds from the bracelet. Great. So she cops up the birds from the bracelet and the ghost mother appears behind her. The way they did this appearance, as she lies back down on the ground where she's sleeping and her body going down reveals that her mom is sitting behind her. And what we didn't talk about before when the hands came out earlier is that there was a head that was wrapped in plastic mm-hmm. and uh, it was her mom's head. And so when we see her again, when she uh, lays down, 
there's like a torso that's wrapped in plastic. I literally was like, oy, 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 oy. Yeah. Horrible. the way that they made the ghosts look in this movie was not like a glowing specter. It's like the dead body of it's... the ghost of the, the it's the dead body wrapped up in plastic covered in blood it's really it's horrifying the corpse the corpse in the way that it was like murdered and wrapped up and to leave to yeah horrible so Terrible. so she sees the mom come up so of course Estrella freaks out and backs up against a wall and we see one of the distar- discarded cup of noodles and yes. you hear from inside the cup of noodles the one who, the voice coming out it's coming from the cup of noodles and it sounds like like kind of like a walkie-talkie the sound design for the voice of the mom is so good yeah. because it's it's you know how when you do like the cans it's like it literally sounds like somebody talking out of a cup yeah. like out of a styrofoam cup it they fucking nailed it and what a great idea to kind of take that idea of you know Two cans connected by a string, like kids do, to talk to each other. And here is this ghost mom speaking to her through the cup of noodles. She says, the one who killed him is coming for you. So Estrella grabs the cup to kind of hear better. She brings it up to her ear and... (laughs) These ghostly, bloody fingers come out as the mom is talking to her, touch her. And so she she drops the cup and freaks out. And the voice says, you have to bring him to me. So something's, this this mom needs something. So we cut to the next morning. And this time it's everybody rudely waking up shiny. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And uh, they're packing up. They're like, Estrella says, we're moving. She's the leader now. We're moving to a a better house. It's going to have a soccer field. Everybody's going to have a room. There's going to be a zoo. zoo. Heated pool is going to be awesome. And shiny freaks out. He gets so pissed. He says, it's my way or the highway. I'm the boss around here. To which Estrella says, well, the Huascas know where we are, and we got to go. And Shina takes yeah. two seconds, and then he, he's, he starts packing up. We're like, That's, she's yeah. right. We got to go. At, at least he was smart enough to not have his pride yeah. hold them back. Listen, this kid might be a, a little feisty asshole, but he's not stupid. He's a smart kid. Yeah. We're wandering the streets with this new crew, you know, with the two extra boys in the back. They're looking for their new place. And we find out, or we see the two boys in the back are crying. These two yeah. new boys. Shane is like, ¿Por qué están chillando? ¿Por qué están llorando? Why are you crying? He's such a dick. So they tell him, well, it's because these two boys, these two brothers, they miss their brother who belongs to Brian's gang. So Shine is like, well, then get the hell out of here. Go. Like, I don't care. Yeah. So Pop is like, dude, they're too scared to go alone because Estrella killed Caco. So, you know, we got to help. And Huascas, and you know, we're little kids. Like, it's scary out here. So Shine, of course, keeps going, no, I'm not an idiot. So I'm the idiot who has to take him back to Brian. No mamen. (laughs) (laughs) No mamen. But the next scene, we cut to them in this underground area delivering these two brothers back to Brian's gang. The Brian's gang isn't like the way that they're little kid gang, but they're also not Waskas. They're these teens. And we meet them under this, like, this. it's an underpass. Our crew shows up, and these two little crying brothers 
rush up and they're like, oh my gosh, my brother, I'm so excited. And Brian is like, you two get the fuck out of here. You belong to Kako now. You're dead. And they're like, guess what? Kako's dead. Mm -hmm. She fucking killed him. Yeah. See this girl? She fucking killed that motherfucker. <laughs> and Brian is like, you let a girl do your job? And they're like, we don't give a fuck. Kako's dead. This line that Shine says, he goes, en mi banda, las viejas son más cabronas que tus putitos, pendejo. Which, <laughs> now that line might be Woo! like a touch homophobic. <laughs> However... It was, like, so fucking good, which literally, so it means, in my gang, las viejas, which, is like, that's hilarious, but... Viejas is, an, is like, slang for, like, chicks. Yeah. It's, like, you know, but instead, because vieja means old lady, <laughs> so it's funny that they're, like, in my gang, the chicks, like, yeah. oh, my old lady, so, in my gang, the chicks are tougher than all your fucking little bitch boys yeah. that you got. And so Brian is like, oh, you're screwed. Gino, the Huascas, they're going to come get you and kill you. And so Shyness says, well, no, they're not because we're going to go hide. Yeah, so bye. <laughs> so we cut to our kids, our gang, and they're smashing in the door to this huge neglected mansion. And they run in. They're like, it's like the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> they find this... Koi pond? What they find, they look on the ground and there's like a bunch of stagnant water with a bunch of large goldfish or koi. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, they see that they it the fish had fallen out of a large aquarium that there was. And so it's kind of really magical because mm -hmm. it's this amazing mansion, this little pool on the ground filled with fish. Everything is falling apart around them, but like there's this beautiful moment of like look at these fish they're surviving mm -hmm. you know they're living in this dump yeah but they did it this whole next kind of segment these these next this next mansion part of the movie is a very it just shows us kids being kids which is yeah really needed in this dark yeah. movie so they're like and pop even says like if there's a this look it's our zoo and if we have a zoo then we must have una cancha de football there might be a football uh what is a cancha court i guess yeah football field no soccer field field soccer field soccer field so they're they're so excited they go running off and then boom that trail of blood is back it's following estrella through the house it starts to branch off kind of onto the walls. And it's this is where I saw that pattern again. Maybe it wasn't bugs. Maybe it was fucking I, birds. Because that pattern I is back on the wall. When I saw that pattern, I just saw... It just looked like when blood spreads on, like, fabric or on a... Sh I just... I didn't see anything. Maybe there, maybe my Rorschach test is different than yours. Right. But, like, all I saw was blood spreading mm -hmm. like like death i just saw that and was like oh this is a bad sign i didn't see design so maybe there was bugs I, or birds or whatever I, or tigers maybe it was a tiger <laughs> i don't know what it was but i saw something people watch this movie you tell us what you saw so tell us what you at, saw what is your rorschach <laughs> test so it's at this point that we get this super this whole movie kind of pans labyrinthy must be clear. Okay. There is a lot of fantasy mm -hmm. elements to it. And you know what? It made me feel a lot like Peter Pan. Yeah. Lost Boys. Lost Boys and Wendy. she's Wendy. Yeah. yeah. It gave me a lot of that vibe. Totally. 
And it made me think of Pan's labyrinth here because the blood, the trail of blood is following her. So she takes her little piece of chalk, writes a line, and the blood cannot cross. So that, you it know, stops. magical chalk, just like in Pan's labyrinth. So sure. um, she's in this room after drawing this line of chalk, and she finds Shine crying in a nearby room. So yes. she goes up, and we find out that the reason he's been so upset recently is because he is, in fact, ashamed that he was not the one to kill Kako. Pobrecito. Yeah. So the phone rings. It says Tio, and Estrella's like, you know what? Pick that phone up. So we do, and Theo is screaming. He's like, esa morra. I think he sure, says, I I've never know. heard that slang, but he's like, that girl killed my brother. I'm going to find you. You kids are screwed. So they hang. You I, you got to give me that phone. I want that phone. Mm-hmm. Give me the phone. He says a lot about the phone. Yeah, so they um they hang up, and this is where Estrella is like, why do you keep this phone? There was a whole sequence before where they had a, a conversation, and she also asked him why he keeps the phone, and that's when... He like swipes through and sees like those sexy Gako selfies. Do you remember yeah. that? You get like yeah. two pics of Gako being like, hey, look at me all sh-. He looks hey. great. But yeah, like anyway, so she again asks him, why are you holding on to this phone? And he shows her that it's a picture of his mom in the phone. And he says, es la, es la única foto que tengo de mi mamá. It's the only picture I have of my mom. J- again. Ugh. My heart is broken in a million pieces. And the picture that he has, the mom looks, she's got blood on her face. Oh, it's not a, it's not like a cute picture. She's not smiling at a picnic. She's. No, it's like she is a hostage of some sort. Like she is being held against her will. There's blood on her lip. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, it's not a nice picture. No, No. it's. And that's, that which is even more heartbreaking. Yeah. So. Does that mean that maybe, like, there's a picture of her mom in there? And I was like, give her the phone so she could look. Sure. And then after that, we have, like, these cute, <laughs> it cuts to, we may not have a soccer field, but we have this. And these they grab this box filled with soccer balls, and they dump them, and they're just like, yeah! And another moment of, like, child happiness. It's joy wrapped in terror because you're in this moment it looks like a huge dark basement or something it's it's you know it's old it's dirty but these kids are having a ball they're playing soccer with like 10 soccer balls they they find a bunch of sharpies shine grabs estrella's soccer ball and he says that looks like caco that she's drawn on her ball so he stabs punctures it (laughs) stabs the ball which kind of a dick move however he then takes his he, ball and he, he hands gives it, it to her. And Pop is like, oh, you little asshole, that's covered with kittens. And Shine is like, it's not kittens, it's tigers and they will protect her. Yeah. My, my heart. heart. My heart. I can't handle it. So, oh, my heart. Oh, man. So you, you, these scenes are connecting these kids. You know, they're getting you closer. You can tell he's... He's warming up to her a little bit more, like now that he's revealed about his mom and all this stuff, and he sees that she's with sitting with Morro, who's like kind of crying a little mm-hmm. bit, and she's like, "It's okay," because he's holding his little tiger. He's kind of coming undone, the the tiger, mm-hmm. and she's like, "It's okay," and we can do it like this, and we can fix it like this, and see how it's better. And little Morro is like, "Okay," and it's so sweet, and that's when I wrote, "She's Wendy." 
Yeah. She's fucking Wendy Moira Angela Darling <laughs> from Hook. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to the next morning, and Estrella is sitting by the koi pond with the phone. And Shaina enters, and he goes on to this whole thing where he says, the fish are like the tiger who are out of the cage. Well, he asks her first, did you find a picture of your mom in there? Because mm. I think I did, then he did lend her the phone to like look through it to see if maybe there was her mom in there. And she's like, no. Mm -hmm. And then he starts telling her about this koi being like the tiger. And Estrella says, well, poor tiger, he doesn't have a home, doesn't have a mom, he's alone, he's scared. To which Shaina responds, no, he's been through all the bad stuff. He's king of this fucked up kingdom, and tigers are not afraid again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they, then they start talking about these pictures because he wants to know, right, like, did you find a picture? And she says, they're all at my house. I didn't grab one. And Shaina tells her that all his pictures burnt up. Yes, in the house. The Waskas came to the house, doused it in gas. They lit it with this Zippo. The Zippo that he has, they threw it in mm -hmm. and they lit his house on fire. And then him and his mom, as they were trying to escape the burning house, the Waskas took his mom. Oof. And then he asks her, he's like, what are you going to do with your last wish? She's like, I can't bring your mom back. Because, first of all, I wish for my mom to come back. And now there's literal zombie hands coming out of fucking cup of noodle cups. Right. So, I don't think so. Right. She says, so, I'm not going to do that because my wishes do not turn out well. Yeah. So And she says, it's no good when I make wishes. And he's like, what about maybe you getting rid of my scar? And that's when we put two and two together. That the scar that he has on his face is that because it was a burn scar that his fucking house was ablaze and which terrible poor baby because every time he looks at himself or feels his face he's reminded of this horrible thing that happened to him his trauma is there all the time and the whole thing he tells her like get rid of my scar and i'll go get you a picture of your mom he yeah. like it just shows us that even though shine is this tough little kid he is you know just a kid he's yeah, just, he's a, just kid. a baby we then cut to Shaina goes to Estrella's house and he's... <laughs> so he's in this house don't be in this house alone everybody do not do it even no. if it's beautiful and sunny outside don't go there so he's very he's sweetly very, he's, he's getting a picture of pictures. her yeah and he finds one where it's her mom has her hand over estrella's eyes and you can see the bird bracelet on her wrist mm -hmm. and he's like he takes it and he folds it up and he takes it with her and when he grabs that picture a plastic bag floats on by and then behind him there's like a doorway with a curtain like a sheer curtain to cover the doorway and a woman goes by behind it and i was like get the fuck out of there dude and he does he doesn't even see yes. anything and this is so subtle it's the middle of the day it's beautiful and sunny outside but it's so spooky so, so he I, I he just senses something i assume and then he runs out of the house and theo is outside he catches Boom, him, catch him and feels like you killed my brother you you took his you have the phone you have his gun give me the phone so, you fucking dick. so okay everybody 
hold on to your butts because hold I was, on to your butts samuel l jackson <laughs> i was not prepared for this next sequence so we cut to the house and we're in this house is huge and endless a theater because <laughs> there is a legit theater in this house and Thuxi is sitting in the theater he's wearing a humongous blazer <laughs> And he has like a little, like almost like a clipboard, and he's like, Proximo, next. And then Morro comes out and he has a little sign that says pop on it. Uh-huh. And he points to the sign, and then Pop comes out and Thuxi's all, How, what are you, what's your talent? What are you gonna do for me today? And Pop's like, Voy a rapiar. <laughs> So he's going to rap. He's got Christmas lights on his head. All these characters, like what characters these kids are. They're so good. Not only are they great characters, but like these kids deliver these performances. Like every single one of them is nailing it. Yeah. So hard. Yeah. So hard. They're so, which, Um, you know, for me with kids in movies, you you can fuck up a movie for me. With kids mm-hmm. in it, you gotta be careful. So these, I was with them the whole way across the board. Brilliant! Yeah. And so sweet, sweet <laughs> Pop turns on his Christmas light hat and he's like, not rapping. No, he's just beatboxing. And Estrella shows up, I think, at some point is like, where I don't know what she says, but then Tuxi is like, you're terrible, and like starts throwing shit at Pop. And Pop is like, I know where you live. It's very, very cute. <laughs> it's very cute. Even Morro's like, oh, oh no. Yeah. He puts his hand to his forehead and is like shaking his head. That it's was, so sweet. That was terrible, Pop. So Estrella goes run- walking off. I assume she's looking for Shine. And she happens to find Theo in, in the, the house. house. She runs off and there's that trail of blood again. It's following her. She goes and hides in a room and there's the mother's ghostly voice again saying again they're coming for you estrella this is the first time we get like a full shot of this mother and there's something so horrifying about seeing how she would have been when she died wrapped in plastic mutilated you know how when people breathe in when they're when those terrible scenes of people that sometimes get plastic bags and they Mm -hmm. breathe in it looks like it's been the air has been sucked Oh, it's Oof. terrible. My it's shoulders absolutely awful. are up to my ears. <laughs> it's it's yeah. horrible. It also reminds, I don't think you've seen this one yet, but we've got to watch this. It reminded me a bit of The Grudge because, and The Ring, because they're very, the bodies are very like. Yes, are very like, uh-huh. Quick, creaky motions. Um, yeah, and you can't really see their faces. Yeah. It's very, it's fucking scary. So the ghost mother is like, bring him to me. Bring him to where the dead are waiting for him. So Estrella, rightfully so, freaks out. She runs out and Theo finds her. He drags her into a room where Shine is being held by this other Waska. I don't know who the hell he is. This man says something so awful that I was like, these people are monsters. He says the phrase, Te voy a llevar a que te aflojen, putita. I'm going to take you to get stretched out, you little whore. Es que yo me, yo, I had to pause it. I paused it and I was like, men like this exist in real life. This is an 11-year-old girl. 
Anyways. Wow, I did not catch that one. Well, this scene is fucking horrible. Awful. So it conti- just... continues to be awful. So. so she's dragged into this room by Theo, and little Morro happens to be in there too. So he's got Kako's gun, and he shoots the dude holding Shine. So Theo turns around and shoots Ugh. Morro. Now, I started sobbing. I said, no, just out loud. And you don't see, you don't it, see it, thank God. You don't see it. The shot happens, we cut to Shine screaming his face off. And then we do see little Morro holding his belly With blood or his in chest his hand. and covered in blood. And then Pop comes in and fucking with a knife to the back of the knee of the other guy. Ooh, that, I was like, que horrible. A a knife to the back of the knee, dude. Like right in your knee elbow or whatever. (laughs) Pop, way to save the day. He stabs the guy. And so Estrella, the kids, they run off with little Morro's body as... Theo is fucking shooting after them. They run off. Somehow they're able to... Well, I mean, the guys are now injured, so I guess they're like, we got to go. I've been shot. I've been stabbed in the back of the knee, so they got to go do whatever. So we're in this upstairs area. There's a beautiful window. You see this gorgeous view, and they show you little Morro dead. Oh, my God. With his little eyes open, and then Shine like closes his little eyes, and then they cover him with a little blanket, and it's so so sad. And he grabs the phone, Shine grabs it, and he's like watching a terrible video of a man torturing a woman, like fully Mm -hmm. torturing, like hands above the head, plastic bag over the head. And he's just beating the shit out of them. And then they fall and he shoots them. As we're hearing this video, sweet Estrella is like, can you stop? Can you not play this right now? As we're all sitting around our dead friend? Like, what the fuck? She's like, please. And he's like, oh my God, this guy that's doing the torturing is Chino, who is that fucking politician. And... Kako filmed this so he could chingara Chino, is what he said. Chingar So he could fuck yep. Chino up. And so that's yeah. why they want this phone. Yes, so we finally find out what's the big deal with this phone. And while Shaine is watching this video of this poor woman being murdered. murdered, a creature flies out of the phone and out the window. It's, it looks like it's a, little... a dragon. It's the dragon from the phone. Because... Mm-hmm. Kako's phone had like a a case on it that was like black yeah. and had like a 3D dragon on it. Right. So we find out that, okay, this phone is important. So Estrella goes, call Chino. Call him up. Estrella is brave. Mm-hmm. She is this She's a badass. Badass little girl. So they call him. Chino immediately knows who's calling. He says, you've got something I need. You have to give it back to me or I'll come find you. So Estrella says, we'll give it to you when you make the Huascas disappear. So Chino responds, tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., meet me at this abandoned spa near the old railroad. Give me the phone, and the Huascas will disappear. If you don't come, I'll find you, and I'll do to you what I did to Kako. Because you didn't kill Kako, did you, little girl? Even though you're telling everyone you did. And the kids are just staring at her like... Excuse me? 
They're so betrayed. Oof, which, you know, I get sure. it. Sure. So Shainet is pissed. He calls her a liar. And then he blames her for Morro's death, which you're kind of pushing it there. But the boys run off. Poor Estrella is left behind. We get another graffiti scene of Shine drawing on the wall, and he draws the graffitis, the most heartbreaking painting of the three boys, and then off standing by himself is little Morro with his tiger, and they're his just tiger. waving at each other. And there's a they write a little phrase that says, like, we'll see you later, ves. or like, ay te ves, Morro. Morrito, even. Oh, man. I, just... It's rough, yeah. dude. So we cut back to Estrella. She's kissing Morro, like, you know, sweetly kisses on him on his cheek. She covers his body. Uh, she gets up to, like, walk away. And we see that the tiger, the stuffed tiger, it's come alive. Mm -hmm. And it walks over and you see two little feet and it's Morro and he picks it up. And then she turns back around to look at where the body is. The most terrifying thing for me is this next, what we see, which is the body is still covered with that little blanket, but it's sitting up. And I was like, no, oh. no, get out of here. <laughs> and we hear the mom's voice again, the ghost mom, she's saying, Estrella, another dead body because of him. So Estrella walks out into this hallway and we see dead bodies everywhere. everywhere. They're standing up though. They're not They're like- They're standing up all plastic, ew. all wrapped in plastic, going up the stairs, going everywhere. down the stairs, up against the wall, mm -hmm. everywhere. And the ghost mom says, bring him to us. So these ghosts are looking for some revenge. Yes. So Pop and Tuxi find Shine, I guess, trying to like catch a nap, and they they ask for Kako's phone. So Shine takes it out. Pop grabs it, and Pop and Tuxi go running off. Beats it. So Shine, yeah, of course, is like, "Excuse me, what the fuck?" He goes chasing them, but then we cut back to Estrella. She's running through these dark nighttime streets. The ghosts are following her, still telling her, bring him to us, to where he put us all. And Everywhere then, she turns, there's like a wall of dead people, like on the street, everywhere she turns. She go, she finds a door, she opens it. She, it's like a dark room. She sits in the corner up against a wall, atop of a grate, and then these hands come out of the grate and like grab her. I was like, no, 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 no. I should and have known just... because this, I, I, but I, I didn't. I don't know why I didn't. Didn't. I wasn't expecting it. She busts into this room. The ghosts are like banging on the door. Banging. It gets quiet for like two seconds. I should have fucking known. But these hands the popped I up. The I saw the grate, I was like, <laughs> something's coming out of there. But it didn't matter. I still was like, wait, 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 wait. Oh, a full, full jump scare. So they're grabbing yeah. at her through the grate. She And she keeps telling herself here like, Tigers are not afraid. Tigers are not afraid. She's trying to be brave. She finally is able to free herself from the hands. She runs out into the street and runs away with the dragon chasing her. The, the dragon's flying yes, behind her. the little dragon from the phone. Also, the trail of blood is back. Is now like running after her, yeah. chasing her. So we're back to these boys in this very telling scene. Oof. Pop and Tuxi want to give the phone to the cops because it has this this video of this woman being murdered and it has Chino doing it. Shainez tells them it's not going to help. The cops aren't going to do anything. And 
He's right. They knock on the yeah. window. They're like, oye, oye, este es un crimen contra la humanidad. And I was like, oh my God, you these poor... babies don't know any better. Yeah, they do. Exactly. So the cops take five seconds of a look at this video and they say, do you see who that is in this video? Because they recognize that it's Chino and he's clearly yeah. connected and the cops are scared. So they drive off and the boys are fighting because Shiny told them. I fucking told you cops are fucking terrible. All cops are bastards. And so at this point, Shiny is like, would you two shut the fuck up again? <laughs> because he notices in the video, it's frozen and it's yeah. kind of close up on this a close up on this woman's hands that are bound, and he notices the bird bracelet on the woman's wrist is the same as the yeah. picture from the house from Estrella's house. It's Estrella's mom. So he runs off and he's saying, "We gotta tell Estrella something." Yeah. Boof. We find the boys again with Morro's little body. They cover him up and they're carrying him off. And then we see Estrella again. She's all by herself in this playground. It's all like usually at nighttime. Oof. So it's she's it's yeah. very creepy. It's very sad. And ghost Morro. He's sitting next to her on the other swing with his little tiger. Yeah. And he's like, tengo frío. He talks. Yeah, he, he talks. finally talks. He's mm -hmm. like, they're they're burying me. And then he says, tengo frío. And Estrella says, where? And he goes, all over. And she's like, no, where are they burying you? And he goes, I'll take you. Mm -hmm. And did you notice? It fucking killed me. So that he's holding his tiger who is alive. It's mm -hmm. moving. It's being a little tiger. Did you hear it purring? Yes. So oh, I heard the purring and I was like... My heart. It's uh, like it's like the saddest Calvin and Hobbes ever. It really is. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And also the fact that he's cold. Like, you're a little yeah. ghost. I don't want you to be cold. So we then Morro takes Estrella to where they're burying him. And by burying him, that's very loose. Oh. <laughs> because they take his little body. They put him in like what looks like a box or something. And they tie it up with some rope. And it's because where Morro was at where they had left him it's such a high point she's on the ground and she looks up and sees them from the window and they have this box that they look like they're gonna push out of the window is at this point Shina shows up he tells her I've got someone to show you hands her the picture that he stole from the house he starts to tell her about the video but stops himself and Estrella's like Look, we got to find Chino or he's going to kill us all. And the boys say, we got to take care of Morro first. So they bury him, in quotation marks, by throwing this box into, like, a dirty river or something. Yeah, it's yeah. just like... Well, what are they going to do? Where, what are they going to do? They don't know what they're going to do. Bless them. They were like, let's do what we can yeah. to our friend, you know, like whatever. But like, it, it also is pretty awful that they're just like, this is all we know. So we'll chuck him into the river in a mm -hmm. box. Yeah. And they say, and they say his full name, Maxwell okay. Alexander Aureliano Villarreal Mora Vasquez. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. And, and after they toss him into the water, Estrella sees little ghost Morro watching from the same spot that they threw him in, and the little stuffed tiger throws in some flowers onto the water. We cut to, we're waiting at a bus station, Pop and Tuxi are 
In war paint. <laughs> oh my god. Poppin' Tuxi. Fucking Shine is like, you dumbasses. What are you doing? Why did you paint your fucking faces? And they're like, it's our war paint. And he's like, you look like a bunch of dumbasses. Clean it off. The bus finally <laughs> arrives. But before Estrella gets on the bus, she holds up Kako's phone. And that dragon... Whoosh, Flies back onto the into the phone, and they're gonna head. They're gonna take this bus to wherever this abandoned spot is. Keep in mind, the blood is following them everywhere mm -hmm. they go. Every time we see a shot yep. of that stream of blood going wherever they're going. And in this bus, again, Shine tries to tell Estrella about mom. her mom what he saw on the phone, but again, she interrupts him and she says, "Maybe I'm gonna use my last wish to make Gino disappear." And Shyness straight up says, there are no wishes, there's nothing, there's not even tigers. We are all that there Ugh, is. Damn. Fucking that is, bleak. That is bleak. <laughs> now it's the morning. We're in the baños, in this abandoned spa, and we see Chino waiting with Theo and, and the other, other knee stab guy, whoever yeah, the, the, guy, the he guy has, is. I, I laughed. I was like, he fully has like a knee brace on. I was like, bitch, you wouldn't have a knee brace if you got stabbed in the back of the knee. So we see that Pop... And Tuxi are watching Gino and Theo and whatever. and Because Gino and Theo are kind of like talking shit. Yeah. And Pop straight up says, Hijo de la chingada. No voy a votar por él. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is, which means you, that fucking son of a bitch. I'm not going to vote for him. <laughs> this 10-year-old. <laughs> this 10-year-old being like, I'm not going to vote for this fucking dick. Fuck you. <sighs> Oh, it's so good. So good. Uh, so damn good. So Gino calls the phone and it immediately gives away where the kids are hiding. And they don't really try to like hide. They like stick their no. little heads out and they're like, oh, there they are. Okay, cool. Yeah. They don't, they're, they, I mean. I mean, it feels dangerous, but you can like, they're there for the meeting. Yeah. They're scared, but they got to meet up. Yeah. We cut to Gino and the men leading these kids deep into these baños as the trail of blood is following them. And they're led into this room that is clearly a kill room. Clearly. There are plastic sheets put up on, like tarps put up on the wall. There's, There's blood, blood on those tarps. Estrella is freaking out. Yeah. She's very scared. I mean, I, I would think that they were going to kill us, you know? Totally. So Shine gives the phone to Gino, and Gino asks for the password, but Shine kind of just shrugs his shoulders. Right. Gino straight up shoots the Wascas, which I was like, that oh. was very surprising for me as well. Okay, he he followed through. He drops the phone onto the floor. He smashes it, and that seals the deal. That's it. And uh, he's like, we're, so we're settled, right, gang? And they're like, cool, mm -hmm. cool, 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 cool. Get me the fuck yeah. out of here. Bye. <laughs> Let's go. So Pop and Tuxi have already run off. <laughs> Shine and Estrella are still with Gino. And she says, where is my mom? To which Gino says, how the hell would I know? Yeah. You fucking, fucking asshole. asshole. But, you know, to be totally honest, how would he know that that was her mom? That's true. And also, yeah. and not not only that he would he know that that was her mom, but like, it's obvious this man is a heartless murderer and uh, it, he wouldn't yeah. have fucking cared. Yeah, that's it. The kids run off and as they're running, Estrella stops Shine and she says, Tell this me. is where they killed my mom. Where they <laughs> killed my mom, isn't my mom? <laughs> this, this is where, where they, they killed my mom. Uh, I've been talking too much. So they, she's like, this is where they killed my mom. Tell me. So he takes out the phone 
And he says, I, I switched them. the phone. So we still have the phone. But he he's hands like, the phone. she's like, tell me about my mom. And he's like, we got to fucking go. Wrap yeah, it up. We got to go. go now. And she's like, tell me about my mom. And he's like, I swapped the phones. We got to fucking go because he's going to... He's going to see in a brief moment. So let's go. So he shows her the video. Yeah. She, of course, wants her revenge. So she starts to run back to, to find Gino. But Shine grabs her and says, there are no wishes. You cannot wish him dead. Don't be an idiot. So she takes her last piece of chalk, writes a little X on his burn scar. And she uses her last wish. She says, I wish for your scar to disappear. Little Shina reaches up and to touch like, his face. And he's like, see, it's still there. It's still there. Wishes, wishes aren't a thing. It's not real. And then the phone rings, which, uh-oh, we see the trail of blood reappear like underneath their feet. And boom, boom. Gino fucking shoots Shine in, in the, the face, face where the X was. So two children dead. And you see this. Yeah. They fully, you there's see... like a close up of his baby face with a full bullet wound in the face. Tough. Terrible. Awful. Awful. I can still see it. Yeah. Awful. So here comes Gino gun ablazing, shooting all over the place. He chases poor Estrella, freaking out. Throughout through this, these, like, spa, this terrifying, bathroom, dilapidated. And it's, we're, not, we're not talking spa like, ooh, it's cute. <laughs> it's old and trashed and It's a murder. Scary. It's a murder It's a murder house. That used to yeah. be a spa. So the trail of blood is following is following them. He keeps calling the phone because she's like, holding it and that's giving away. Off. Turn, but like, I'm sure she's never had a phone so she doesn't know like uh, turn this uh, helpless she so she just keeps hiding but then this is where the trail of blood shows estrella where to crawl into to hide so she kind of crawls into what looks like an air duct yeah kind of situation while he's looking for her he's just screaming all these awful things at her and while she's in the air duct the little stuffed tiger appears and the he's got sound, he's just like yeah. If you have a cat or ever been around a slutty uh. cat, because it wasn't just purrs, but it was like the little chirping sounds that sometimes cats make that are like sweet and tender. And he's just purring, purring, mm -hmm. purring. And he hands her the Zippo lighter. And then he points towards a grate and she opens it. And immediately she's hit with like a disgusting smell. And I was like, that's the death pit. That's where all the bodies are. And she uh, falls she into that this hole. Smell, but she crawls right in because she doesn't have another choice. So she crawls into the hole. And at this point, Gino finds her. So she, she he starts shooting at her and she falls in. And we get this <sighs> terrifying shot where it's just dark. And you hear her trying to light the little Zippo lighter. She finally lights it. And you see her face to face with the dead body of her mother. And then the light goes out. When she turns it on again, we see that this room is filled, filled with dead bodies. So this is... It's the death pit. She sees her ghost mom wrapped up in plastic, all mutilated with horrible eyes. For a second there, I thought, is the mother still alive? Because she's like moving and she's like reaching mm -hmm. towards her daughter. And yeah. and this, this is the first time that Estrella isn't afraid. She's just... Because this whole time that she's been 
haunted by her mom and like these ghosts and the blood and everything she's always had fear she always runs out of the house and she always runs away and like and this time she's like no she's in it even with this awful corpse and she's like holding on to her Mm. she grabs her mom's hand that has the bird bracelet the birds fly off of her mom's wrist and onto her own wrist and then the mom like you can tell in her dead face that there's like release finally this is closure this whole part is so like it's gross because it's this room filled with dead bodies and her mom looks hideous but i was so moved it was very moving so this is you know now like she said in the beginning you're older and i'm not around anymore so here's your bracelet you know it's this is like a rite of passage we cut back to chino and he calls the phone the door opens and he finds the phone in the room so he comes into the room and badass Estrella is outside. So she slams that door closed behind him. And you can see, you can tell that the ghosts, you know, they're kind of waking up. And Gino starts to scream yeah. as these ghosts are exacting their revenge. So at this point, Estrella's outside and little ghost Shine appears behind her. Now, this isn't scary. It's just no. sad and so It's very touching. sad. And, uh, and she's like, she gives him the Zippo lighter. And she shakes and his he... little hand. She's like, mm-hmm. hasta luego, pueblito, or whatever it is that she says. Yeah. So cute. And he walks over to the door that she just locked behind Chino. And on the door, you see there's a little flammable flame, like, Oops, flammable don't flame. go here. <laughs> flammable. <laughs> this place is flammable. Here is a flame. And uh, and so she turns around and walks away. And you see from inside that it's just like from the outline of the door that's like not fully flush to the other sides of the door jam. You see like it light up it's from the inside. So And I, I was like, burn that fucker down dude put those poor ghosts at peace you know yes please so estrella starts to walk away you know as gino is finally burning to death and all these ghosts are hopefully finding peace and here comes a voiceover but it's shiny yeah now and he says tigers are not afraid they went through all the bad stuff and came out on the other side and as estrella is walking off she sees an actual beautiful tiger i literally wasn't expecting a tiger to be there and the speed at which i started i'm i feel it now tearing up (laughs) the speed in which i started openly sobbing like weeping Mm -hmm. it was too fast it caught me so off guard and it was so beautiful and with the voiceover Mm. and everything it fucking got me dude And, uh, well, first of all, I 100% agree with that. It's I feel it now, like, in my heart. Yeah, so, I can see myself <laughs> fucking crying. Tearing here. up. So the Shine voiceover continues saying, the tigers are the kings of this kingdom of broken things. And then we cut to an Estrella voiceover. And she says, we have to remember that we are princes, we are warriors, and tigers. Y los tigres no tienen miedo. <sighs> I'm like getting so emotional. Me too. <laughs> I can't it's even. It's so beautiful. It's so I like. I feel chills. 
Me too. And as this voiceover is happening, she opens these two huge doors mm-hmm. and she walks into this. <laughs> we're both... I'm crying. <laughs> Me too. Oh my God. We see her walk into this beautiful open green field. It's not urban anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not dilapidated. It's just beautiful grass and a tree in the background. And she just walks into it. And then that's the end. That's it. Fiend. And here Fiend. we are in tears. <laughs> just sobbing. Oh, man. Which, you know, I know that we take everybody through these movies top to bottom. But the reason we're doing this podcast and the reason we announce like, hey, everybody, happy Friday. Weekend's watch coming up. Movie. Watch the You got to watch these movies. And <sighs> like, so I good. could not recommend this enough. You must this movie watch was- this beautiful and you know we want you to watch it and then you know join us as we talk about it but like please watch these movies if if like just first of all you're gonna watch a good movie but also to support latinx films everybody come yes. on hello but uh hello. <laughs> let's uh let's let's talk trivia if you have any okay. for me i i do do you want me to go I first you of... want to go first i'm gonna let you go, I'll first. go first yeah okay so this film was shot chronologically which i thought was very cool and the kids were never shown the script up until right before um which was really fun uh guillermo del toro has called this was the number eight film in of his top 10 films of 2017 wow stephen king loved it he he said quote two minutes in and i was under its spell Mm. and i was like that's yep amazing and then I looked up uh, a little bit about Isa Lopez because I was like, this bitch is awesome. Because she not only did she direct it, she also wrote it. So she wrote, directed, and executive produced this fucking thing. So way to go, girl. You yes. fucking nailed it. So she is a pretty prolific writer and director in Mexico. And she has a couple other movies under her belt. One of them is called Casi Vivas. And um, Hans Zimmer scored that movie and he only charged her one dollar oh for it wow which is very cool huh. yeah okay this movie got a bunch of awards three diosas de plata which is the golden globes of mexico Amazing. and it was nominated for 10 ariel nominations which are the mexican oscars basically and sweet shine got best newcomer <gasps> Amazing. Isn't that cute? I love that. And uh, my last piece of trivia uh, is that Guillermo del Toro is producing Isa Lopez's next film, which is going to be a haunted western about werewolves. I saw that trivia. I'm so excited about Me that. Me too. That sounds so yeah. cool. Yes. All right. My trivia is like somewhat similar. I guess I kind of went off a little bit differently. So I also was like, we got to talk about Isa Lopez. The best. Badass. So she's from Mexico City. She's written and directed many different TV shows for Mexican television, including... Plaza Sesamo, hey, which is uh, the Latin Street. American ver- yeah, the Latin American version of Sesame Street, which I don't even want to admit this, but I didn't know that existed. Really, I Jonathan? 
I did not know. There are Sesame Streets all over the world. I'm, I'm a fool. You I'm a really fool, are. So uh, this is her quote about this werewolf western that Guillermo del Toro is producing. We started looking at options and he came to me with this idea for a werewolf western. And I loved it because who would think of a werewolf western directed by a Mexican woman director? Which, true. Yeah. Uh, she goes on to say, it's such an odd combination. I would definitely want to see that. And I always want to make good movies that I want to see. So it is very dark. It is very violent. It's a lot of fun. So Awesome! I, I cannot wait. Me too. Uh, another little fun trivia thing here. One of my favorite websites, bloodydisgusting.com, which gives me all of my horror news and updates. <laughs> I think put out an article... This year, it was talking about how Isa Lopez is directing a movie called Our Lady of Tears for Blumhouse. I don't know if it's Blumhouse or Blumhouse, but I, I'll say Blumhouse. I'll say Blumhouse. So we have both. There we go. <laughs> so the movie will be based on the recently published epic magazine article, The Haunting of Girlstown, written by Daniel Hernandez and published on Vox. So I looked up this article. Yeah. So look it up, everybody. Go to Vox.com. Look for Daniel Hernandez, The Haunting of Girlstown, because it is spooky. I'll give you just a little quick thing here. The article focuses on a mass hysteria epidemic with supernatural roots that in 2007 spread through Villa de las Niñas, an all-girls Catholic boarding school in the outskirts of Mexico City. The school recruited and isolated socially neglected girls coming from families living in extreme poverty and remote areas of Mexico, and I don't want to spoil it, but a lot of crazy shit went down. The Crucible! So Isa Lopez says about this upcoming movie, Our Lady of Tears, the moment I read the epic article, I knew I wanted to tell this story. I myself attended a Catholic school in Mexico City. I grew up on a steady diet of supernatural visitations and miracles and of the real life horrors that young girls who grew up in poverty face every day in Mexico Ooh, and around the world. Shit. Yes. Having the chance to tell that story with Jason and his team from Blumhouse uh -huh. is a huge privilege. I couldn't be more excited about this film. So she got these two new projects coming Yo! out that I'm very excited about. And I don't think it would be right to talk about this movie and not talk about like the Mexico drug war. Sure. Just a little bit. So I found this thing from All Things Considered. I'll keep this super brief. And this article came out in 2012. It's called Mexico's Drug War is Changing Childhood. It says here, Mexico has a very high rate of school bullying. Many teachers, parents, and psychologists say it's connected to increased violence of the drug war. And it's not just that kids pick on each other more. The way they do it has changed, too, with children's games and bullying increasingly mimicking and glorifying organized crime. Oh, God. Which, horrible. But we saw that in this movie. Yeah. With the way, like, the kids kind of play with each, like, play around, you know? Awful. Anyway, what a fantastical, heart-wrenching way to tell this story. I mean, a great way of being grounded in reality, but also putting wonderful magical aspects to it, but also incredibly creepy, scary stuff and scary stuff that isn't just like, ooh, zombies and ghosts, but like men that kill you, men that human traffic, yeah. fucking politicians that are corrupt, like mm -hmm. just of all the terrors that there are real and not real, these people and these children having to live in this world, it's beautifully, mm -hmm. beautifully made. 
I, I, I fucking loved this movie. There's me too. There's something about what I'm discovering now that we're getting so deep into Latin American films is there's something about taking folklore and fantasy and horror and kind of merging it all together and telling these yeah. incredible stories. And I honestly feel that it is done like exceptionally well by Latinx people. Yeah. So how's about some questions, dude? Yes. Would you like me to ask you some questions? Vice versa? Let me let me ask you. Right. So were you were you scared? Yes. I was scared. I was scared for the kids because in this movie they were in danger. So I was very much scared for the kids and those ghosts freaked me out. So yes, I was scared. How about you? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was your best scare? I'm going to give it to the hands through the grate when she's sitting there. That one really that one really made me jump. What about you? I had two that I was like, one was the grate, but I kind of saw the grate coming even mm. though I still got scared. I was like, something's coming out. The <laughs> other one that I think I'm going to give it to was the fingers coming out of the cup of noodles. Hell yeah. I... I, that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Even though it was slow and they came out and whatever, that, but I was like, no, no, me gustó. I didn't, no, 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 no. Yeah. No. Who was your favorite character? So clearly, Estrella and Shine had the best arcs. They were such wonderful characters, but I'm gonna give it to Morro just because he was so damn cute and he broke my little heart. How about you? Morro all the way. Yeah. Morro all the way. Way. Sweet baby. What was your favorite line? Shine's line, en mi banda, las viejas son más cabronas que tus putitos pendejo. <laughs> Oof. So good. What about yours? Great. I had a few. Okay. One of them was definitely, uh, hijo de la chingada, no voy a votar por él. Because <laughs> yeah. I thought that was so fucking funny. The other one, yo soy princesa. No. So Guerrera. Good one. That's the one. Hey, moms, tell your daughters that. Hey, moms, tell your mom. Tell your moms. <laughs> hey, moms, tell your moms. You know, you can be a princess and a warrior at the same time. Mm -hmm. But yes. you are definitely and will always be a fucking warrior. Mm. What was your favorite death? Okay, uh, don't judge me, but I'm going to give this to Shine because as much as I... It was one of the most horrifying things I've seen because he's just a kid, but I did not see it coming and it shocked me. So a job well done. So I'm giving it to Shine. How about you? I hate it because it killed me. It broke my heart, but Morro. Yeah. I f lost my shit when mm. it happened yeah. and it was terrible. Did you learn anything from this film? I sure did. You know, I, f I think there's a lot more to learn. I learned a little bit about the drug war, but there is so much there. And I loved learning about this badass Isa Lopez. Yeah. So how about I, you? That's a, me too. Learning about her and just like, I mean, I knew that there's always been, like I said earlier, the, the Juarez women, which is horrible and in general latin american countries have a very hard time with drug cartels and like human trafficking and all that stuff it's awful it's very eye-opening it makes you want to work hard and be better for these little babies that don't deserve to live in a world that has that kind of fucking shit yeah 
Okay, so uh, how many oys are you going to give this beautiful film? I am going to give this film four and a half oys. <gasps> I was yeah. going gonna to say four, but you know what? Thinking about it and talking through it with you, I just, I realized how much it affected me in an hour and 20 minutes. It's swift. Yeah, it's and, a swift uh, film. It was good. I think I'm going four because for me, the ooies are about the horror aspect of mm -hmm. these films. Mm -hmm. And as creepy and scary as this was... It definitely felt more sad. Mm -hmm. So I'm giving it four because, yes, there were definitely scares, but the scares that were more awful to me were, again, humans are the monsters. Isa Lopez, you, all these kids, you nailed Those it. Those kids, god damn it, they were so good. Yeah. yeah. Moral of the story, everybody. Watch, watch this, this movie. Watch this movie. And then re-listen to our podcast because there you, you, you had so much time. So much oh so much time? God. No. Because you had you such had a fun time. time in the world. <laughs> all right. What do we want to tell our lovely listeners? Hey, how about you uh, rate, subscribe, leave us a nice Review. little comment. We would yeah, love tell the us, support. Yeah, let us know what you think in the in our in our comment section. That's not it. Sure. In the review, in yeah. the review section. Tell your friends tell us, and family. Yes, please. It really helps us. We hope you're enjoying the podcast. We're having a lot of fun, and we hope you're watching all these amazing films. Be nice to everybody around you. Mm -hmm. Please respect your fellow man and woman mm -hmm. and non-binary people. Mm -hmm. Just be good. Be good people. We need some goodness out there. We sure do. Take care of each other. Uh, hey, uh, I love you, dude. I love you too, my friend. We'll see you next time. Adios. Adios. Bye.